Welcome to the NBA Coast to Coast podcast brought to you by thelines.com. Coming to you from the West Coast, Josh Lander, joined by my guy Nate Weitzer. As always, we are coming to you for a Tuesday slate. It's Monday night as we are looking at some pretty early lines here on a 10-game slate on Tuesday. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along. We've got a couple game videos and our player props for you. In this one, we've got a very fun matchup out West, hoping some bonus plays in this Kings and Nuggets matchup. Uh, what Also want you to head to thelines.com. That's where we have all of our great written content for you guys all season long and our odds finder tool that you can use to make sure you're getting the best juice back on all these NBA bets you make this season. Nate, let's go ahead and jump into this 10-game slate and then talk about our West Coast game, Nuggets and Kangs. Yeah, some good ones to like here on the opening lines. Lakers plus four and a half at the Magic, uh, but still more money coming in on the Lakers somehow. I don't know. Josh says you wouldn't bet on them with your money, and uh, that's... that's Not against my Magic. No, no, sir. Anyway, 76ers minus four at the Wizards. That should climb. Rockets are plus 14 at the Celtics, who got right on Christmas. Hawks plus one at the Pacers, who are on a back-to-back here. Clippers are on a back-to-back. They're plus five and a half because of that in Toronto after needing overtime to beat the Pistons. We got hardware limitations. All right. Uh, Taking it from... Suns, okay. Three, two, one. Suns, they're plus seven at the Grizz. Both teams trying to bounce back from Christmas Day losses. Spurs on a back-to-back are plus six at the Thunder. Knicks plus five at Mavs. Jalen Brunson's going to be questionable for that one. The other game we break down, Hornets are plus five at the Warriors. Uh, Hornets are going to be on a back-to-back. And then this game, the Nuggets minus two and a half at the Kings. Pretty high total of 236. And I was all about... And over still uh, until I heard Demonis Sabonis is going to apparently try to play through a fractured thumb, which sounds damn near impossible for a basketball player, but not if you're the kind of player Demonis Sabonis is because he does not shoot. Um, he <laughs> endlessly pivots and reverse pivots until he gets a layup somehow or makes an incredible pass. So he's a key, been a key cog in the Kings offense for sure. <laughs> Um, and and hasn't missed a game yet this season somehow. With him and Fox going, they, they have one of the most high-powered offenses, of course. Another team with crazy home road splits Back. this season, scoring nine more points per game at home, 123 uh, with a faster pace, and playing worse defense at home, which is not usually the case. Um, but, yeah, 115 defensive rating at home versus 113 on the road. And they also have a weird reverse split here when it comes to rest advantage. Uh, they did not play on Christmas, so the the Nuggets coming in maybe a little disadvantage, even though they just had their first four-game homestand here. So they should be flying pretty high, having won all those games. But um, on, a rest disadvantage, on a rest advantage, the Kings are 2-7 and seven against the spread somehow, and 5-1 and one against the spread when they have a disadvantage. It's just kind of a, a young team thing sometimes that – the rest isn't really what helps you as much as the reps uh, make a slogan out of that or something. But, I mean, we're really here to talk about the Nuggets and, a, as a team turning the corner here uh, just a little bit over a third into the season. It's It's been an absolute mud pile atop the Western Conference, and <laughs> it's begging for someone to separate. And why not Denver? I mean, when they're, you look at their roster – if everybody can actually get on the floor, I mean, we talked preseasons like, oh, I didn't even realize Michael Porter Jr. might actually play at some point this season. Well, he's out there. 
He's throwing in buckets. <laughs> and they're just so deep. Um, it's like every it's like at least one NBA team fumbled a good role player onto their roster somehow by accident. Calvin Booth was just like, thank you. I'll take yep. that and have my GM uh, of the year award on the way out. And now Jokic, after playing with the freaking Washington Generals the last couple of years, is still playing like an MVP with a ton of really great players around him. Um, so, I mean, I'm on the Nuggets for sure at, at just minus two Get and a half it. playing on the road. Their defense is a lot worse. Um, so that's why the over seems so juicy. Um, they, I mean, they have the third worst defense efficiency on the road. Kings are third worst at home. Both teams terrible guarding the three-point line in this situation. Um, and both teams tend to go over in that situation. And Michael Porter Jr., who I mentioned, is a walking over. Because with him back, these last two, they're scoring 124, 30 assists, 30 free throws. Pace goes up. He, he will just fire in anyone's face and still shoot 50% from three. And he's a terrible defender. So it works out both ways when, when you're trying to get those overs instead of Bruce Brown and KCP getting those minutes. Now you got MPJ out there just uh, scoring and not getting back. Um, and just in this situation when they have at least two days of rest, I mean, their game totals 250 at, at Orlando, uh, 256 at Detroit. 240 versus Phoenix. They they won 123.96 against Amir Coffee's Clippers because it was a, one of those Clippers games. So that one went under. The other ones have all gone over. 240 at Milwaukee and 244 against the Hornets. So a 236 total while high is not that high for a Kings game in this situation. And it's not that high when you have the Joker playing with a veritable uh, excellent cast around him and that they've been – you know, one of the best offenses you've seen it during while winning eight of their last nine games. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Uh, this Denver team is is sexy. They are fun for sure. And and it's it's nice to see Joker back with a, a team full of like like NBA solid NBA players. Another year with Aaron Gordon and like, man, he's he's making Aaron Gordon look so, so good. And, and Aaron Gordon's looking really good and his confidence is soaring right now for sure. I believe he had seven dunks and three posters in, on, on Christmas night uh, against those Phoenix Suns. So, yeah, like just really, really fun team to watch right now with those two guys. And then Bruce Brown just flying around. Uh, KCP is such a good uh, defender for them, uh, playing extremely well on the wing and, and really their, their main and only-ish defender on the wing Bruce yeah there's a reason that with DeMontis this season you know we're talking about 116 offensive rating versus without him 110 that scares me off of uh, a 236 and a half total for sure uh, but the pace of these two teams as well has been pretty high uh, Denver plays super efficiently but getting closer to 100 pace uh, we know what the Kings do as ho at home as well just playing it well well above the average in the top five or so uh, in terms of fastest pace of play there uh, and, and that's that's why their games have been averaging what they have for the last roughly like I believe five or six yeah, last five games uh we're talking about a, like 126 defensive rating for uh for for those uh Kings uh, when they're at home as well uh and then you, you talk about for for Denver obviously that um you know I'm sorry for, for the sack as well allowing 118 points a g per game in that time frame because that that super fast pace so you know overall at home this season 114 and a half defensive rating but also playing at that 118 at that, that pace that's giving them uh allowing teams you know to score 118 points 
points per game essentially in their building. They're just happen to be scoring about 123. So like these games at home are getting to about 240 and you've got an offensive team here that I mean there's nobody on the Kings that are going to have any chance of, of dealing with Jokic uh, in this one. And so I, you know all the points in the paint that they're going to be getting there's no nobody's limiting those even if Demontis is in. So it's just a matter of if Sack is going to be as efficient of an offensive Demontis bonus does not play. Uh, but I feel really good about the the Nuggets offense continuing to click and getting theirs. And if Sabonis doesn't play, we might see Alex Len, who gave his best shot to guard Joker <laughs> last time these teams played. It was 11 minutes and have a seat. Damian Jones then had his best shot. Or we'll, we'll see Rashawn Holmes back in the rotation. And while somebody I did worry about, I just looked up the Joker game log against Rashawn Holmes. Nice 50-point game with 12 assists following two triple doubles. <laughs> I remember that. Um, I mean, good Lord. The Joker is just – his last – Three game logs are just insane. I, I don't think you can set his PRA high enough for this type of matchup. Um, he did go 38-18-7 and seven when Zipponis was playing, and somehow that game went under because he was playing with no supporting cast. So, I mean, right. there's just no stopping the guy right now. You're going to have one of the most efficient uh, teams in the league, offenses, that is, uh, and Denver's not just been the same defensively on the road probably in a bit of a letdown spot after that overtime win against Phoenix and after winning four in a row at home. Uh, but they have won four in a row against these Kings as well. And I, I think one way or another, they're going to be the ones scoring. They're averaging about 117 in those games. I have also won four straight against these Kings. And while I don't necessarily trust the Kings to score 118, I guarantee the Duggets are going to be around that mark again. So their team total, definitely more interesting than the overall total, but I don't mind an over in, in general. Yeah, no, for sure. Uh, and that that's what I was getting at as well, is I think Denver's offense just continues to click like that. Uh, and this is this is not uh, the game where you, you sort of say, oh, maybe you know this is where there's some stagnation. Obviously, the threes would have to stop dropping for them, but it's not like they've been scoring that high of a percentage off of those threes. They, they score the fifth most points in the paint. And we we know everything runs through there, uh, and the way that Jokic is passing as well. Just yeah, everything's working for them. Uh, and this is a game where I, this is this is a, a good continuation for them on this road trip. Shouldn't be too much of a letdown in a situation that they they should feel very comfortable. So, and then the Hornets plus five at the Warriors. That's the opening line here. Um, as the Hornets are in a shootout with the Blazers on Monday night, it might rise uh, or it might fall. I guess if the Hornets wind up winning that shootout, but doubtful. I mean, after what the Warriors did on Christmas Day against the Grizzlies team that many thought were among the top in the West and came in talking some smack and once again ran into a freight train. We were kind of dancing around it saying, I mean, before we did that video on, on Memphis Warriors, like this feels like a trap, Josh. Like I'm not going to be too strong on Memphis to roll. We were like either close game or Memphis blowout. Uh, but we did not. We once again slept on the Warriors at home and just a completely different team. Um, and galvanized to a degree, of course, by not having Steph Curry, the stars out, bets up type situation, a bit of a delayed effect because they still suck so much on the road. And they basically didn't even try to turn it on in those two New York games with historic blowouts. But as soon as they get back home, get into a, a matchup with a team that, that loves to talk. They turned it on. And now they get a team that just is kind of like tissue soft on the defensive end. 
uh, we'll be happy to just run up and down, get everybody some stats and give the fans a nice show and, and then head on to the next city um, and, and, and continue to tank for Wemby. So it, it's definitely a good opportunity to take the Warriors, I think, even at minus six, seven. Um, I think if they win, it's it's another Warriors avalanche in the third quarter. It's come on two different ends of the floor their last two home games. They scored 40 on Christmas in the third. Ty Jerome, I think, had like 18 on his own, apparently, in the third quarter. And then they, the previous one, they held Boston's had high-powered offense to 20 in the third quarter to pull away. Um, so, I mean, they haven't been go- going over that consistently at home. Their games are averaging 230. This one's at 237. The Hornets are a little less efficient offensively on a straight-up back-to-back situation. So I don't necessarily look for them to do the same thing they've been doing in every game on this West Coast road trip. I hope they come along for the ride. If you're going to follow us on some player props on Draymond, maybe Pool to have another nice game. But I think the smartest play here is just Warriors to win and cover. Uh, the, the home team has actually won six straight in this series. It's actually five and one to the under, uh, surprisingly enough, when you think about the way these teams play. But LaMelo has not played well against this defense. Um, and, and the Warriors haven't always had everybody in terms of them lighting the, up the other team. Um, but right now, yeah, with their young guys out there playing playing so much better at home and with Draymond setting the tone, which is what one of the scenarios we said, it's like unless Draymond can just galvanize everybody and be the engine that they need, we can't see them beating Memphis. And sure enough, yeah, he, he put up 13 and 13. And I'm not talking about points. I'm talking about Draymond's stats there. Uh, I think he can do that again against Charlotte and, and um, that they'll, they'll roll. Yeah, that that, that sounds right to me. And, and do not underestimate uh, the power of Andrew Wiggins uh, and how much he means to this team as well, by the way, as he was missing a ton of games. Uh, and that, that shouldn't be understated. The... The home away thing, I, what it's it's real, man. Like I don't, I think a fifteen game sample size of thirteen and two at home versus a nineteen game sample size of three and sixteen on the road. Ah, that that works, man. And 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 like you said, we're seeing it like all across. Uh, you know, well, you, you sort of alluded to it. You said another stark home road split because there's like a, a dozen teams with like you know eight point differentials between how many points they're scoring on the road versus at home. How they're or and or how well their defense is playing at home and on the road. You know, when you look at the, the the drill down the stats for the dubs, like they're not doing that much differently on either end of the floor over these over the span of these games. It's really just they're, they're all, I guess on defense. They're just a fire hose. Uh, they just hemorrhage points uh, and, and they don't get back on defense. And once it starts raining, it starts pouring. Uh, and, and they really they, they seem to have just given up this year and. There's something to be expected in that, and and that has is something that uh, Draymond Green talked about, which is like, you know, there it's an interesting clip, but it's basically like, yo, we're here to win titles. When you win four and you make six of eight, like it's all about titles. And so if we're down in the middle of the third quarter in a game that we don't really need right now, or we don't see it, then we're not going to come out and and whatever, whatever, right? Curse sitting guys in the fourth quarter. You see James Wiseman playing a lot in the second half right now, et cetera, et cetera. So like they're down to fold, and and that does help, you know, sort of exacerbate all the issues they have on the road, make everything just more glaring and, and awful looking. Um, but you you can't deny a 
106 defensive rating uh, at home versus 120 on the road. Uh, and you and you really can't deny, you know, just the, the three point shooting and the differentials between the specific between the most important guys uh, on, on their team and the way that they score at home versus the way that they score on the road. Uh, Clay Thompson's got a couple like three more points per game at home, 20 points a game versus 17. Wiggs is scoring 21 and a half at home versus 16 on the road. And then obviously we always talk about uh, Mr. Jordan Poole. Uh, and actually he's been a little bit better on the road over the last five and has, has had 30 point uh, average 30 points in those games because of the fact uh, you know, that he he's had to do it without Steph when Steph came off, he's still averaging 20 on the road, but um, main point being like, you look at his last few games, it's something that, you know, you, you talked about briefly. Um, obviously he needed that huge, that, that the, the way he scored against Memphis, they needed every one of those really to, to just sort of put Memphis in the coffin. But it, what's most important is where he's scoring from. And he is the Steph in the offense. And so if you at least have a Steph light replacement, um, then you should at least be able to continue that level of offense. If Draymond Green is giving you what he's, what he gave you against Memphis on offense, it does scare me a little bit to pick, you know, to, to bet on Draymond to, to be good two games in a row. And he hasn't been great uh, at times against uh, Charlotte. I'm just thinking of a couple of times where he got kicked out early uh, a season ago and things like that. But then it's not like they need him to that degree. And I, I think the way you put it with uh, Charlotte is just absolutely perfect in terms of uh, let's just get some nice plays, have our announcer yell way too loudly into a microphone uh, overexcitedly, and then take this show on the road to the next stadium. And that's what they're going to do tonight after they you know, are going to lose by double digits to Portland uh, and make their way down to Golden State the way they have in the past. With Mello, LaMelo back, like what we can bank on is them playing at like 105 pace, and they're just being an absolute torrid amount of you know, possession, a torrid pace with an ass ton of possessions, basically. Uh, since he's come back on the road, they're games are averaging they're losing 120 to 123 in those six games in those six uh that he's been back on the road and then at home it's even more ridiculous they're gonna have 133 points per game uh over their last three at home so like there's points everywhere to be had uh there's fast break points to be had for for definitely for um for charlotte and that's gonna be the, the main thing that concerns me about the dubs covering by four is if they do not get back on defense because they don't take this game any kind of seriously they're fucked because they already give up the second most uh, fast break points per game, right? And and that's what Charlotte's been doing since Lamelo came back, scoring the fourth most, and just like we said, playing at that 105 pace. So that's what it's going to take for them is get back. And if they do to to any degree, I think they'll make plenty enough shots to win this game. I, I don't feel comfortable betting on an over right now. Like you said, the, 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 these two teams are averaging like less than 230 in their last like four matchups or whatever. Uh, so it, it's a kind of a weird way that they've been playing. It's almost like they just sort of like both just shit the bed a little bit uh, when they play each other on offense, but it, it still comes down to, I think, you know, they're, they're being more adults uh, on the golden state side and then playing at home 13 and two straight up. It's, it's, it's a thing. You think it's like a metaphorical pulling of the chair that like, Oh, you're, you're not playing defense either. Oh, Oh crap. Right. I'm, I'm too open. Um, but yep. yeah, at some point you can't, if you're playing for championships, you, at some point you still have to turn it on uh, Draymond. You, yes. can't, you can't just like sit there and be yes. the 11 seed uh, at the third part part point of the season, so I mean, everyone, uh, every one of the vets on inside the NBA was saying the same thing when Steph went down, which is like this is an opportunity for these guys, and it's it's again a stars out and a chance for all these young guys to feel secure in their role, to actually feel like they can do something in this offense, and for that to somehow be a blessing for the Warriors because. They were just awed by his greatness, um, having the best season ever, but they still couldn't win because they're just sitting there staring at Steph playing, can't get back on defense apparently. Um, yeah. 
But I, I think now you're going to see them start to turn the corner a little bit, at least handle business against teams that they definitely should be at home. And yeah, Dre, not great. His two, last two at Charlotte, I think, but an 11, 12, 19 triple double in one of those recent home wins. And Poole had 31 with seven threes in the other home wins. So both those guys can get theirs against this team. They can. And I mean, if, if you're Charlotte, you know that Golden State turns the ball over and they allow fast break points. So I think no matter what, if Jordan Poole starts draining threes, Clay starts making shots, Wiggs is getting dunks, Kaminga's getting dunks. Doesn't matter. They're, Charlotte's still just going to push, push, push. There's never going to be a moment that the, that Charlotte's strategy is going to change from go as fast as you possibly can to slow it down. It's just not going to happen. Even if you know you see the Dubs coming out and scoring in, in transition on their own, still just going to be pushing the pace for Charlotte. So um, two thirty-seven and a half. It scares me a little bit, man, but it's probably pretty fair. Uh, and I think we should expect two hundred and forty points scored in this game. Uh, and I think the Dubs should be able to handle you know three and a half, four points depending depending on where you find it right now. So you're listening to the Lines.com Podcast Network. Looking for the latest player props and the best betting odds from the top U.S. sports books, all in one place. Then join us right here every day this season for free picks and best bets from the sports betting experts you can trust. Check out the lines.com NFL Megapod as Matt Brown, Steven Andrus, and Adam Candy break down every game for this weekend's football slate. Join the Coast to Coast podcast crew Mondays through Fridays as Nate Weitzer and Josh Lander bring you the best player props and game lines for Major League Baseball, the NBA, and the NFL. And tune in to Beat the Closing Line twice a week as Nicole Russo, Mo Nawara, and Eli Hershkovich dive into NFL opening lines, plus special guests from the sports betting world. So subscribe, rate, and review to the Lines Podcast Network, the source you can trust to make you a better sports better. Nate, let's go ahead and jump into your first NBA play a prop for tonight. Yeah, it's Dre Day uh, with Day Day, Draymond Green. And uh, as always, we're not really looking at points with him. We're looking at rebounds and assists, 14 and a half as uh, even money plus 100 at DraftKings. You can take the long shot triple double if you think maybe he can get 10 points. It's plus 1,800. Uh, which is great odds, obviously, but, uh, you know, he doesn't look to score very often. Um, he had three points, 13 rebounds, and 13 assists in their latest home route. He did have 17 in their one home uh, road win during their recent uh, gross <coughs> road trip there. So it is possible for him to score more than 10 points. Just throwing that out there. Uh, but in general, <coughs> at home last season, seven and a half assists, uh, and six and eight and eight rebounds this season <clears throat> right there again, seven rebounds, seven assists. So he's right at the prop But Charlotte, <clears throat> the team that gives up the second most rebounds, fourth most assists overall and consistently the most rebounds to centers. Draymond, not your traditional center at all, but Charlotte, the point is they're, they're terrible on defense everywhere. They're on a back to back here. They're 12 and three to the over when the road dogs and going over by 12 points per game. So should be a lot of points here. Should be a lot of stats to go around. Yeah, yeah, just and a ton of possessions, um, w- w- which is what you're looking for. Um, and, and yeah, add the points if you want. Uh, it doesn't matter. I mean, there, there, he might just be able to throw in a couple layups um, here and there, maybe get to the line a few times. I wouldn't hate the points as well. But I, I think if if the Dubs are going to uh, sort of you know follow along with our game theory of the way that they should be playing and, and the way that they play at home. Draymond's got to be a part of this offense. Like he can't just be uh, the captain of the defense anymore uh, the way he has been most of this season. So I think, I think he knows that. 
Uh, and I think you'll continue to see him step up at home. Not sure how I'd feel about it on the road, but definitely at home right now. So um, moving on to a game that we had considered talking about, but we'd really much rather not talk about the Los Angeles Lakers any more than we absolutely have to anymore. We do love talking about the Orlando Magic. I don't know if you know this, Nate, but this is by far my second favorite team in the league this year. Um, they might, I might just be a Magic fan moving forward uh, after my Knicks, but Franz Wagner is a huge reason for that. Him and his brother Moritz, we know, playing super well together. Um, but Franz is 18 and a half points uh, on DK at minus 125. You can also get 19 and a half for him. So for him to get 20 on FanDuel, that's minus 102. I'm definitely taking that extra point to get my juice up to even money there. Um, In his last 10, Franz, 21 and a half points a game. I will say he scored 19 points in at least eight of 10. He scored 20 in six of 10. So right, like he's normally scoring 19 a lot of times scoring 20. So there's I just there's, there's not that much difference for me. There's enough of a difference in the in the juice I get back to, to take that. He's been shooting 45% from the field, but I really love the 37.5% from three on about five and a half attempts. Uh, he's been playing 34 minutes as well, uh, and as he's really become like their second ball handler behind uh, Markel Fultz. So when Fultz is not on the floor, he's essentially their primary ball handler, which is fine because they also have Paolo on there, who's just almost as good of a, a, a sort of playmaker as Franz has become, which is really the biggest part of his game. That's why he's got a 25% usage rate in those 34 minutes over his last 10. Uh, and we're talking about the the Magic taking on the Lake Show, which is just the lack of D show um, in their last five, worst defensive rating in the league. Uh, and they allow points from everywhere that Franz wants to score. He scores 50% of his points from the paint. That's where the, the Lakers are bottom, like, seven in, in terms of allowing points in the paint. They allow the second-most three-pointers uh, in the league. Franz, Franz scores 23% of his points from deep. Uh, pretty much the rest are from the free-throw line. I think you can expect him to get a few offensive boards in there as well. Uh, he's got a number of second-chance points that he's been scoring off of as well. So uh, I just like the opportunity for for a lot of different uh, magic to score in this game. I think there'll be a lot of points in Orlando against the Lakers, uh, and Franz's prop just is a little bit low for, for me, and, and so I'm going to go ahead and hit that over. Go ahead and hit that over. Yeah, I think he buried the league, which is Lakers' 126 defensive rating in their last five without Anthony Davis. Happy with Franz or Paolo or Wendell Carter Jr. or anybody uh, you want to take in that magic front court to score uh, against the Lakers. Um, DeAndre Ayton, uh, coming off a nice game against the Nuggets, has struggled against the Grizzlies in his last four uh, for various reasons, but I'm banking on the bounce back here. I mean, his previous four before that had a double-double in all of them, 16.5 points, 14 rebounds. He needs to play a lot against a, a big a big team like the Grizz, and he's going to need to score more if Devin Booker is still out with that groin. Um, he has a double double in five of his last seven without book. Granted, one of the ones that he did not was against Memphis, uh, but averaging 21 points, 10 and a half rebounds in that span with a 28% usage, scoring three points per game more when book sits since last season. So 29 and a half points of rebounds is a competitive line. It's tough to take the over. I'm, I'm still on it though. I think the Suns will not get blown out in Memphis as, as much as Memphis is in a bounce back spot going back home. Uh, but the double double at plus one Oh five actually seems more appealing to me because I think he's a guy who goes 17 and 12 or, or something similar that could fall just yeah. short, but, but he is a, a double double uh, reliably for this Suns team. I mean, he is he is their only rebounder at this point. So I mean, yeah. uh, I yeah. think that that's just great odds right there. 
Yeah, no, the double double is the easy bet. Um, this is the exact same situation as what I actually did tonight with Jared Allen, where I was like, I, I, I actually was a little bit less confident in the rebounds, but he got that. He only got the ten points. Felt really good about that there with that 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 double double. It's the same concept with Aiden. Like I love the ten rebounds for him. Um, so if you if you want to just go ahead and get the juice on the the double double, that's that's a great play there. Like you said, he he's their main and almost only rebounder. But I want to give a quick shout out to Tory Craig because my man has been skying for some boards as I've been watching these Phoenix Suns games late at night as well. Uh, so shout out Tory Craig. I love I love his game. Uh, a guy who is. Tory Craig, if Tory Craig was a lot better on, on offense, uh, is Aaron Gordon uh, for Denver. And I think his points prop is just a little bit too low. And so I'm going to give you a few caveats here. 17 and a half points over that. I, I'm taking that pretty much no matter what. Um, if you want to add the rebounds to, to get a 24 and a half, um, you get a little bit better juice on FanDuel with that. But if DeMontis Sabonis is playing, I don't really feel the need to throw rebounds in there. It's basically going to be DeMontis and Nicola just battling each other for like 15 to 16 rebounds each, I would imagine. So whoever doesn't get it on whichever tall white European dude doesn't get it on for one team, the other guy probably will. Um, so I think the, the rebounds are a little bit more of a, a you know gamble with him as opposed to just getting 18 points in his last 10. He's averaging 20 and a half. He is averaging about seven boards. I mean, both of those get you over, um, you know, on the road and as well, pretty much the same numbers, 19 and a half points a game, 6.6 boards on the road. Um, but, you know, Stack is a good rebounding team. So it, it's not necessarily like the, the best opportunity while their defensive rating is like we talked about in the game video about 114 at home which is good for giving up 118 points per game with how fast they play they they're basically top six or five in, in limiting opponent rebounds uh, enough so that even at the fast pace that they play they are gobbling up defensive rebounds um it's just you you can score on them if you want you you can you can get your 40 to 9 to 50 percent field goal percentage as a team uh and probably shoot close to 37 percent from deep um so I, I think you can feel good about Aaron Gordon being all over the place and getting 18 points tonight. Yeah, I think it'll be all over the stat sheet. I think, I, I mean, I love points in this game. Like I was saying in the game video, what about three assists for plus 155? Can I interest you Ballsy. in that? I mean, Ballsy. he's starting to share the ball and, and working a little bit of two-man game with Joker down low um, and facilitate a little bit. And the Kings, yeah, I mean, they give up – Tons of pain points at, at, at home, on the road, wherever. So I think you can either tack those on total PRA or take the assist. Yeah, I think they're also probably limiting opponent rebounds because their opponent field goal percentage is so high that there are no rebounds to get, uh, which is why we also like points, points, points in this one. So like you said, it's a pretty fun Tuesday night slate here. So hopefully you guys are enjoying that. Uh, that is all the time we have for you in this one. Make sure to like and subscribe to that page. Continue to follow along with us. And until we see you next, happy betting.